Hey, podcast listeners, I got a question for you out there. Are you tired of spending hundreds of dollars on high-end instrument or mic cables? Do you just keep buying the same cheap cables that short out or fall apart when you need them the most? Well, we've got a solution for you. Here at What's Up With Danny, we have a podcast sponsor now. They're called Loomdem Cables, and they're from Grand Rapids, Michigan. They make high-quality cables right here in Michigan, made by musicians for musicians. When you buy from them, you get a lifetime guarantee and you get free shipping. Use promo code Danny10 at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's Loomdem Cables. L O O M D E M Cables.com. Check it out. Hey, everybody, what's up? It is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021, and you're listening to a new episode of What's Up with Danny. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for listening. This is, I believe, the 73rd. Oh, I should probably know. I'm about to release this episode. Uh, this is the 73rd podcast that we've released. And uh, if you've been listening or st- are still listening and continuing to listen, thank you. That means a lot. If this is your first episode you've listened to, hey, welcome. Maybe check out a couple more and uh, hang out and subscribe. Appreciate you stopping by. Um, today's guest is none other than Hubinel Rodriguez. Uh, you may know him or may have seen his name recently as as he was the person that uh, painted the mural at the deck and I believe is going to be painting a couple more, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this was my first time meeting him, and honestly, what a guy. Let's, let's be honest here. He uh, seems very determined, very confident in his abilities and his talents. I mean, it's just, like, refreshing to see, you know, someone who believes in what they do and believes in their work uh and I mean it's not that often or not that uncommon I suppose that I've talked to people like that on this podcast but um I don't know it was you know maybe it's just because we hadn't met before and so it was refreshing to meet a person that you know was just overall had great vibes you know I'm learning more and more as I get older that life is all about vibes and uh when you meet people with good ones, you know, you want to be around them. And he's one of those people. Uh, we, we spent this, this, that was a weird way to say this, this, oh boy. Uh, we spent this conversation talking about, you know, how he got started being an artist, some of the, his early work, uh, where he draws his influences from. Uh, we talk a little bit about color theory, uh, which I found really interesting. And, you know, the idea that certain colors give off certain, feelings and the ways you use them and just like that that was a pretty interesting uh part of the conversation for me uh and I hope that y'all hear what Hugh has to say and uh and you know you take it in because he's he's a really inspirational guy uh yeah I can't really say enough I feel like I could go on and on I could butter his bread all day I mean he just uh yeah, I really love talking to him. That's I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you listen to the rest of the conversation so you can get the idea. But uh, yeah, great convo. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, make sure you email danny.bruick.shows at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, if you have somebody you'd like to see us interview, uh, please you know let us know. Send us an email. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at what's up with Danny podcast or facebook.com slash uh, what's up with Danny though you can get weekly updates uh, different things about episodes uh, you can see episode announcements so you know whenever 
we release an episode, you'll see it there first. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, review, rate. I said that in a different order than I normally do. I, hope, I wonder if anybody's going to notice before <laughs> I just say that I said it in a different way. Oof. Yeah, this is a weird intro. It's all over the place. My bad. Um, yeah. Anything else? Let's see. I think I hit the highlights. Right, review, subscribe, like, follow, all that junk. Oh, yeah, shows. Uh, my little bit of selfless uh, promotion here, shameless promotion, whatever the saying is, I don't fucking know. Uh, come see Tim, August 14th uh, at Yardapalooza at Softball World in Muskegon. We'll be playing with a bunch of other bands, Sky King, Short Hair Domestics, I believe Bacano, I No Longer, Uh, Oh, man, so many bands, a lot of bands. I wish I could remember them all off the top of my head right now, but it's going to be a great day. Uh, August 14th, it's an all-day event at Softball World. Um, Yeah, come hang. It's going to be a lot of fun. A couple more shows in the works. Oh, God dang, it feels real nice to be talking about shows again. I think I said that last week, but I mean it. It means a lot. And it's I can't even put it into words. Uh, so yeah, make sure you come see Tim August fourteenth and enjoy this episode with Ubanel Rodriguez. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Well, thank you for doing this podcast. No, thank you for for the invite. Absolutely. So we talk about uh, you know different people's paths when we have them on. You know, they talk about their passions, sort of what got them there. Um, I reached out to you because I, I just saw a few things on Facebook, you know, some of the murals and work you were doing, and I thought it was pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I thought you'd be a great guest to have. So let's let's start off with that. I mean, what 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 would you say, I mean, is your passion in life? I guess we'll start with that. Um, first of all, again, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, I feel yeah, honored. Um one of the things that really um, got my attention um, growing up was uh, my father uh, passing away when I was nine, and that uh, triggered um, so many things in my brain. And uh, at a young age, um, I was able to uh, really, um, in a way, turn that around and, and make uh, negative thoughts into very positive, colorful um, um, images. And so that translated into until later on me getting inspired and, and being passionate about um, like color and like color theory and how everything around us works and how to actually um, put that together and create uh, images and stuff. Nice. Right on. Oh, yeah. Now, that's so, so you, so you're saying like, in a way, you're taking the negative negativity in your brain and sort of forming it into this, this positive image really is what you're is you're thinking you do that through color and everything so what what do you i guess my first question after actually what i think of that is what so do you kind of associate certain colors and things with different feelings because you you hear about like like cooler colors i guess represent like more of a calm feeling whereas like the warmer colors might it represents some sort of intensity or something you know what i mean like is that sort of how you view colors with through emotion and things like that yeah definitely i mean i think if you view it differently um you definitely don't have a sense of like any color theory but i think in in, in a more in a global sense right i think we tend to relate right cooler colors to 
um, um, uh, um, uh, like a sad tone or something or a very um, cold environment, but um, uh, um, uh, warmer colors to have your feelings. But um, yeah, I tend to to adapt to my vector style. I, I, I do a lot of uh, illustrations and stuff. So um, working in CMYK mode um, brings you very bright, intense colors. And, and I fell in love with that. And I was like, wait a second, like this is definitely um, something I'm gonna do. Um, and so I was trying to um, capture those colors and murals as well. So um, I realized that it was bringing the best out of people and myself and, and it was just more energetic. Um, very passionate, intense, and, and, and bright. And so I was like, yep, this is the way I want to go. Oh, yeah. I love that. What, what Do you remember the first thing you've ever, like, had ever created or that you painted where you were sort of like, where you got a sense of like, oh, this is this is my thing? Like, <laughs> Definitely. Um, funny story, back in the day, um, we were 14 in a house. We moved here from Chicago. And um, um, my, my aunt used to live here and um, I, I didn't know what Dragon Ball Z was. Um, I was into <laughs> sports and um, well, this was in Chicago when I was a kid, I was into sports and um, we were just street kids. Uh, we were playing cops and robbers and stuff and and, and that, that faded out, right? So we, we moved out here um, and um, we were 14 and, and we didn't have anything um, really to do over here. It was, uh, it was very quiet. Um, and uh, my cousin introduced me to Dragon Ball Z, and I remember drawing uh, Super Saiyan um, Goku, Goku, and um, it was just uh, it was electrifying. It was just like uh, bright colors and uh, just like a sketchy. It, I guess it was my um, version of it. And I was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. Like, I should definitely give it a try. <laughs> and I, I suppose it picked up from there. Right on. Nice. Yeah, I think that's. Uh like growing up like i feel like that's what a lot of kids did was like not just dragon ball z but <clears throat> that definitely is a big one that a lot of people did but just cartoons in general that you grew up watching and stuff like that i feel like a lot of kids whether they had the artistic talent or not they find themselves drawing a lot of the cartoons that they'd watch and stuff like that yeah you're right i remember um taking a course back in elementary school and we had a it's funny I, he was a music teacher but he he was a good drawer and um every 15 minutes at the end of his class he would uh, quick draw a character um it was like tweety or like uh taz mania or anything mm -hmm. like that uh, um and um i guess we would have to mimic or, or at least copy or get closer to to his image and, and if he did whoever was the closest to, to his image and we'll, we'll get his picture um i never um i never was able to snatch one of them but uh, i think that triggered something too like oh i want to get better at this stuff right so yeah cartoons in general yeah. definitely so you you so from a young age i mean you've been able to take what you see or your surroundings and sort of adapt them into your own creation it sounds like mm -hmm. nice what i mean was there ever a time growing up where you know people out, like outside of yourself sort of started to see this talent? I mean, what what were you know some of your peers or some of your you know friends and family seeing seeing you do this? I mean, did they kind of recognize the talent as well? Man, it's funny. At a young age, I didn't really have like a lot of compliments or anything like that, or people acknowledging it. But um, I, I, I tackled a small project. Um, I think middle school was when um, I was um, giving some credit by like teachers and stuff like, oh, you're, you're doing great. 
yeah, but this is just art class. <laughs> you know, I was I was doing horrible in like history and stuff and economics right. and I'm sitting there like, geez, like, um, I guess I guess art's my my field. Like and, and you know, just cause um and I'm like, well, maybe I should take it seriously. So I did and um I, I suppose like friends and family um started giving me a couple props and um at least made me understand that that I was kinda kinda doing okay with it. So um, it wasn't until like middle school. <laughs> yeah. Do you, did you find like, I mean, what, what do you, you know, with your mom, I mean, you know, you, you start to have this talent and you have this interest in this. I mean, is it, is it something you knew you wanted to pursue at a young age? And like, what, what you know, how parents can be, I mean, when you say art, you want to make art your thing, you know, they're like, mm, maybe you should be an accountant or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, something yeah. a little more stable. I mean, did you, have, did you sort of have to hear that or was that something that was present in that time it, it's funny that you say that so i'm um, first generation right so my parents both my parents um they were from mexico um so um they, they didn't know any better they thought that an art degree was as good as uh, an accountant right so um i'm sitting there and i was like well i'm just gonna keep this a secret for now <laughs> before they change their mind and mm -hmm. start, you know um giving me stuff right but um no they were they were really supportive and they understood what um what i wanted to do and and, and they they've always been there right on. well that's great i think that i mean obviously that helped in and look at you today i mean you're still pursuing it i mean that's mm -hmm. great just that support i mean what did it mean for you to be able to get that support in in that time. Jeez, I mean, it means everything. Cause to this day, I feel like I, I owe it to them, right? It's 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 not even like oh, I owe my mom. She brought me into this world, but no, just like knowing that she was very supportive, and she realized that okay, this is what he loves, and um, I, and and it's just it was a great feeling. So it just it's only right to to um, give back in a sense, and it's just it's a good feeling to to definitely um, give uh, get that support. So. Mm. Sure. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, you get, you get a little bit older, you get out of middle school, you know, you've been drawing Dragon Ball Z and stuff in band class. I mean, what are you drawing as you kind of get older and you move into high school? Like what, where does your art sort of start to take its course? A uh, bunch of new people. <laughs> um, believe it or not, uh, there was like some private classes I was taking. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, the pop-in program. Um, and, uh, Mr. Poppin, uh, um, he, he passed away, um, years ago and he left, um, behind, um, I think $2 million for, um, kids around, uh, the Muskegon, um, city and, um, created an arts platform for anyone that wanted to pursue arts. And I was one of their students and, um, so um I, I i took some courses there and we were drawing some gnarly stuff and um so we started drawing um very abstract stuff and kind of distorting the figure a little bit um and it was very interesting i was experimenting and definitely opened my my eyes and vision to different things right on now i want to hear a little bit more about color theory because i mean i feel like that's something i vaguely heard and I feel like in my head, I have a vague understanding of what exactly you mean. But with color theory, is is that really more interpretive of the person or is it a genuine like known 
factual theory like this is what this color represents this is what this this that this or do you have sort of your own take on it within the theory itself like what explain that a little bit. i'm glad that you, you brought that up um i think uh genuinely right i think um in, in a way right in quotations um it is it, it is what it sounds right so um red right it's very oh it's being cautious and energetic and you know blues are very sad and very um cold and stuff but um i tend to use it um in in a very different um perspective or at least use it um um not sure how to really put it in words but um i guess a good example there's a story about like picasso in class and uh they asked him to draw the nude person and um he he tackled you know, this drawing, and he was drawing and drawing, and uh, everyone drew this nude, um, and it, was, it all looked the same. And then teacher walked around, and um, what are you drawing? What are you, what are you drawing, Picasso? And um, he he drew what he saw in this girl's eyes. It wasn't her her um, figure or anything. It was just this crazy, weird drawing. And um, I, I guess I take that um, take as well as um color theory can really mean um anything right i'm not saying it's subjective but it's it's whatever the 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 eye whatever you um see right because red to me can be orange to you um but it, it just depends on um what mood you are or how you take certain things and um to me that's very it, it's very deeper than than just like color theory itself so I'm not sure if I'm making sense, but um, to me, it, it, it's deeper than just using, you know, a specific color on, on the color wheel. Um, I definitely look at it deeper and um, how um, it relates or it, it, how it is a good contrast, right? Just a position to um, not only the color that I'm using next to it, but um, the image that plays with it. So um, I, I just tend to think about it deeper than just... Um, you know black and white so yeah that's really interesting like that's it definitely takes uh um i don't know is, is it the right way to go about it like a a left-minded person is that like a, a good way to put it mm -hmm. like not everybody thinks that way oh yeah you know you're kind of kind of thinking outside of the box per se when you know someone gives you something and you know you just do what you're told whereas you know someone kind of gave you this opportunity and you're making the best of it essentially you know you're looking at it in your own way mm. that's really cool definitely and that definitely is probably something that kind of sets you apart and you know makes you stand out yeah i've learned that over the years too that um, just your answer was great man and i appreciate that because of i've learned that um over the years too that um color theory does affect others too not just like like me as a creator and uh i tend to think of how you know certain palette or certain objects in relation to the colors right how that's going to make you feel and how that's going to make you feel and i try to at least think about it um in a deeper sense and how it can be cohesive and universal so that everyone um can either vibe or at least get the same feeling from it. Now, I want to, I kind of want to hear your take on this, both from a creator and an observer perspective, I guess, from your end. Now, when you look at a piece of art and then you see what the artist was going for, you know, you see 
uh, the colors they use, maybe the shapes, the angles or whatever it may be. Is there something that like when you go to look at a piece of art that wasn't created by you, what is your mindset going into seeing that? I mean, do you look at it and sort of keep yourself in an open mind? Do you ever compare it to your own work? I mean, what what sort of things are you noticing in other art that you maybe have a feel for, I guess, or get a sense of like it, it, when you look at other people's art, how does it make you feel in um, comparison to your own, I guess, is maybe kind of what I'm asking. Honestly, it really depends on what's out there. Um, I remember attending Art Price my first year and um, I was I was actually a freshman at uh, Kendo at the time, the first ever year. Um, and I seen, I, I saw um, trees on top of a, a garbage can or something like that, or a huge dumpster. And I'm sitting there trying to take it in and I'm thinking like, okay, let me be open-minded about this. And I'm sitting there like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't relate to it and in no sense. And I'm sitting there like, I, I just don't like it. And I was with my roommates and they're like, no, it's fine. And I try to like it, but I, I just couldn't. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I just don't know how this is art. And I was reading the artist statement and I'm like, okay, this is BS now. <laughs> and uh, so, so I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, this, this is not for me. So I, I never entered art price for the fact that um, I think people just do it for like scale purposes and how it gets people's attention. And I understand that, but I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to, um, again, cap capture people's emotions and, and, and hopefully, um, get get a good vibe for, for for people but um to answer your question um it really depends um i've seen um shitty work out there and 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 i i laugh at it i'm, I'm not gonna lie um but i know people laugh at my stuff too um it, it, i mean it's art um um but um I, I i never tend to like um at least compare it um, but I do copy a lot, and a lot of artists don't like using the word copy. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat stuff. Right, sure, um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing original now. And right. if there is, like props to you. Right. Um, everyone... I, I think that, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like would it, would a term that maybe more artists use is sort of take influence from? Right. Is that sort of what I'm just curious? No, yeah. I mean, I, I could have said I, I, I got an influence or, you know, I'm taking some stuff from a couple artists, but no, I, I look at like the artists I follow on Instagram and I literally just like, um, like copy like their style or like if it's like a like like the thickness of a line stroke like i'll steal it you know um and stuff um and and, and yes I, i'll make my own so um in a sense yes i'm getting somehow inspired i'm taking from um some of these artists but at the end of the day um no i don't like to like compare myself to like other artists because I, I i've learned the hard way that I, I think it was I think it was in college. I was comparing myself to so many artists and it wasn't getting me anywhere. Um, not having my own style, my own mood, or anything in that sense. So um yeah, I just started doing my own thing and it, it's kind of working out. Nice. Well, I want to ask you about that, your style, but I guess I, I also have a part two for that question because uh you, you answered it the way I was kind of hoping you would so that I could lead into <laughs> uh, this next question. Because what I'm curious about is like, what is your take when like, maybe you maybe you have some art that's somewhere and you're, you just happen to be there while people are observing it. 
you maybe like kind of listen in on what they're saying and they have that sort of reaction like like i just don't i don't get it like you know what i mean like something like that i mean when you when you hear that what is how does that make you feel i mean a critique of your own art is by far different than you know your critique on someone else's you know what i mean it, it gives you a different feel i mean any aspect of art you could say that and i suppose but what is that sort of feeling when you hear like maybe not a negative feedback but just a oh i don't really get it what they're going for like how does that make you feel when you see other people observing what you do um uh, like you're talking about my art in general yeah like 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 if like to say like the reaction that you have you know seeing other oh, artists yeah. sometimes like how how do you take in that reaction yourself when it's other um, people i i love it um i love it um I've I've heard a couple of things like that actually, and I I take it in, and um, there's times that I actually do go in and and fix what bothers that one person, um, and, and it's not just to to make them happy or to to tell them to to shut up or anything like that, but um, it I take that I take it in and I I, I use it as feedback because I mean like they're human i'm human just because i'm doing something and they're not doesn't mean that i'm better than them or anything i'm sure they're seeing something that i missed or potentially um i didn't see at first so i i try to take that in and definitely apply it to to my craft whether it's at the, at the moment or, or or the next project right right on so you take it you don't do you, i mean do you ever feel discouraged in that sense i mean because it kind of sounds like you use it as a fuel in a way where yeah you oh, yeah. you adapt it to your own uh, you know, strengths or weaknesses and make it your own and you continue to proceed with it, I guess mm -hmm. is what is what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I tend to fuel myself with uh, with a lot of negative things for some reason. It's just how my mind and, and soul work, I guess. Um, and, and, I, and I do um, take it in, right? We're our own hard critic and stuff, but I, I take it in and I try to adjust to people's minds and understand what they're saying. And I do apply it to like my future designs, like mentioned prior. And um, no, it doesn't get me down or anything. I definitely use it for, for fuel, like you say. Right on. Um, when did you feel as though you started to get, uh, I, I always use the term your voice. Which I guess is a little weird because it's not actually, you know, with, with you know, art, it that's that works in some categories, but I guess maybe with yours, voice is kind of a weird way to put it. You know, your your vision, I guess, or maybe your when did you feel like you were hitting your stride and you could you could sit with your you know, your work and be comfortable with it? You know what I mean? Or are you ever comfortable with it in the in the process, I guess? Maybe a better question. Um yeah. I don't think I'm ever comfortable with it. Um, every time I finish a project and I'm I'm sitting there like, yep, that's that's the one. And then I go back there tomorrow and it's just like, oh no, how did I miss it? And there's such little things that I could have done or tweaked or or, or like uh, like a tangent on an image. And I'm like, how did I align a corner to a corner, right? And it bothers me. So I'm sitting there like, damn it. Um, I feel like that that goes with anything that's artistic how many times like i don't know if you know me and dean's background but we played music growing up um so we kind of relate on a musical level so you know like how many times have you written a song and you're like all right it's done and then you know you go through the process of playing it live and this and that and you record it and everything and then you listen back to it six months to a year and you're like oh 
I really wish that I would have did <laughs> almost like, almost every time. Yeah, yeah. like anything artistic wise, whether that be like paintings, art, music, anything like that. I feel like it's never really done. It's just, you know, you just have to just let it go. Right. You know, like it's nothing's ever done. You just have to, you know, let it be what it is. Now, I know you guys are asking the questions, but can I ask? Oh, can I oh, ask absolutely, that? Absolutely. to follow that comment? Right. Mm -hmm. do, do you feel right whether you guys are writing a song or doing um, a video or whatever you guys are doing? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's done. Right. Do you get it done tonight, tomorrow morning? You're like, it's done. It's perfect. Um, six months from now, you look back at it and you're like, oh, no, how did I miss it? I don't like it. Or mm -hmm. Is it a thing that you never completed, you guys think? Or is it maybe that you, your mind just works differently and you progressed and does you see it differently? That's that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I never really kind of thought about it like, oh, I've progressed and like personally I've gotten better. So therefore everything before that kind of feels like it's incomplete because it's not my best, but. Um, I think it's more or less just you always want to put out your best work because one one thing that I've heard before is is you're only as good as your last project per se. Yeah. If you're just you know you you're putting out all this good work and then you get like a project that you're like eh not so hot about you know so you, you kind of half-ass it you know you're only as good as that last piece of work that you Correct. did. You know, so you always want to put your all into it. And I just think it's um, kind of one of those things where, you know, you always want to strive to put out your best. So, I mean, I mean, that that could kind of correlate, you know, like you wait a little while and you just you have a different view on it. You know, you can see it in a different perspective, I guess. And I don't know, I think it, it goes multiple ways, really. Yeah, I think I kind of, I feel like this is going to be pretty out there. Maybe sound like real hippy-dippy. <laughs> but I mean, but, what's not out there? Fair enough. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That from you. I think. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fair, huh? Uh, well, I, I like to think of, uh, I like to think, I like to think of art as like, I think art and life have similarities that we don't necessarily realize in the moment, you know? Like when you're, if you're an artist, whether, you know, it'd be painting or music or what have you, like your art is growing while you're growing so if if in the, in terms of like songwriting say i write a song and six months later i'm like what are they thinking that part needs to sound like this now mm -hmm. that in a way is a sort of a representation of who you've become in that six months all the things you've heard all the information you've taken in things like that and to me i think looking at it like okay this song Maybe it's not done, or maybe it's just grown to be a different version of itself. Like oh, yeah. I have grown to be a different version of myself. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, like, totally. Yeah, like I, I kind of look at it like that in a sense, where like with songs, I've kind of get gotten to be like, okay, this is done for now. <laughs> like put sort of an ellipses on it, maybe, and then come back to it later. Like I would say, songs I've written a year later definitely have. A similar feel but they don't sound the same or i might play them differently live because one day i heard it differently and i thought oh that sounds better and who's not what's not to say six months from now i'll hear it again in a different way and i'll play oh, it completely yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah i i like to think of it like that i guess and, I, and it's like it, i guess to 
bring that back to you. I mean, is that sort of how you, whether or not you realize it in the moment, is that sort of how your art works? It's like your artwork. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> your art works like you're growing every day and by, you know, contrast, so is your art in a way. Like, do you feel that coming through as you get older with the pieces that you create? Definitely. And I don't want to touch a lot on this questions because like everything that I wanted to answer to, to, to say, I mean, you guys definitely tackled mm -hmm. um, at least my perspective as well. Um, so, yeah, I do feel like we we get um, if not better over time, we, we grow and learn. And, and, and if we look back to right our, our last project, um, you can always um, catch a thing or two that um, at the moment, right in the future. Um, you tend to say, oh, you know, I could have done that better, but that's just us growing as humans. And um, and and to say that, yes, we we, we grow and um, we learn. So, yeah, appreciate you guys for answering. Yeah, no <laughs> um, problem. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess, do you have any more questions for us? That was new. I, know, I don't feel like anyone's ever been like, hey, can I ask you guys <laughs> right? a question? That was really? Funny. No, no, I was, I, I, I was curious because uh, I, I had something in mind, but um, I'm always curious to see how other people's minds work and, mm -hmm. um, and how I can like bounce off like your thoughts and stuff. So Absolutely. yeah, that was cool. Now, let's talk a little bit about your progression. You know, you went to, you said you went to Kendall. I mean, what what are some of the things, I mean, this is a school dedicated to bringing out the best in everyone's talent. I mean, you can really hone in on your craft at a place like this, as opposed to maybe going to like, I don't know, U of M or like Ferris or something where there's several different aspects of it. Like, what are some of the things that experience brought into your life that helped you like continue as an artist and grow? Um, so Kendo is Ferris. <laughs> it's oh, part of it, which oh, is I weird. Um um they're they're yeah, it's like their sister thing. That was know? just a school I happened to think of <laughs> the time But no, I, I understand with Ferris. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 those bulldogs. <laughs> no. Um no, I, I I think um what what made her special, right, to to, to say that it was a, a school dedicated to the arts. Um I think um it was very um, it was very um, hands-on, like one-on-one one, one -on -one, um, teaching, and that definitely they do bring the best um, out of you. And um, yeah, they were a great school, and they, they taught me a lot. Now, I want to talk to you because you just, I mean, I, I would assume it's finished by now because it was the piece that made me sort of want to reach out to you, but you, you recently were working on the mural with the deck mm -hmm. recently. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in working within the community and sort of, you know, working on these different projects around town. Like, tell me a little bit how you got involved in that. Um, so I, I, there was these, this group community and compass, um, they, they were looking for local artists to work on a community project. Um, at the time, this was what, like three, four years ago. Um, they had a meeting with like a bunch of artists and stuff, um, local artists, and they were taking ideas and um, sketches and concepts and stuff for this one wall that they wanted painted. Um, and uh, they didn't like any. Um, and I, I, I suppose they only liked mine. And like they had a budget and like so many mm -hmm. um, restrictions I had to follow. And I didn't like that. I'm like, whoa, it's definitely not worth it, man. Right. I'm just going to keep working at the milk facility. Not, not to, <laughs> to interrupt, but yeah. why? 
I don't know. I, you, you said that, that they had a budget and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to get too far into like, like the technical side of that, but as an artist, like it just kind of feels like, how can you put a budget on something like that? Because when you want someone's like best artist, you know, you want them to give you their best. How are you going to put a limit on that? Right. You're, you're limiting what you're going to get out of this person because you come into it saying, Hey, you know, we got a small budget, blah, blah, blah. I guess my question is how does that kind of make you feel about a project like that when they come to you and say, Hey, we, we have a budget, you know, we can only do so much. What, what do you do with that? Um, I like to, I like to work with them um, yeah. and, um, there's times that it works and there's times that it doesn't but when it works um i i I, again i i tend to not give them a very complex design Mm -hmm. or or you know or project and and that's something we agree on since the beginning right that's your budget that's all you're getting and Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta be fair you know it's it's a contract you gotta be fair not just to the contract but to yourself um as an artist so i tend to at least meet them in the middle and if they know they don't want to um, I just keep moving on. Okay. Now, I guess I'm curious. Well, I'd like to talk more about this uh, eventually, but that sort of sparked an idea in my head. Um, and I and I think it's it's an interesting concept because art is kind of one of those things where people get to decide the value of it rather than the artist in certain aspects. You know, like like when I think about to to tie it into like playing in a band, I think about the ticket price. And, you know, the value of that or like what a band might get paid for their time, you know, half hour, hour set. And and you think, you know, starting out, you'll kind of take whatever and then you start to get, <laughs> you find your voice, you find your fitting and then it gets better. You get better. You're you're bringing more people. You're showing more of your talent to other people and you, the value of it in your in yourself feels like it goes up. But then we kind of let people sort of restrict us and, and you know, in a sense, like. Like you hear somebody say, oh, I'm not going to pay that much to see this. Or like I hear a lot of like my graphic design friends, they they say, well, this is what I charge. And other people are like, you can't you can't just do it for free. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure that's something that you've dealt with. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. I mean, how do you go about putting the value into a piece of art that you've created? Because, you know, you put your time, your energy, your thought, all this goes into these pieces and. How do you sort of decide what the value of it is in in your own mind? And then when you put it out there, are people genuinely like, oh, yeah, that's fair. You created this. This took time and effort. Like, definitely, that's fair. Or are people kind of like, I don't know, man. I mean, you (laughs) you just like, you just pay, you know, like it, it can be in a way like people don't really understand it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you sort of deal with that? And where do you find the value in your own art? So it's funny when people reach out for like certain projects or like I like your buddy's a, a graphic design project and they reach out and they're like, hey, their first question, right? Huh, how much do you charge for a logo? And that's all you see up there. And you're like, okay, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that um, um, I don't really tend to answer any questions before I know exactly what they want. Um, and, and I tell them, well, what are you looking for? And, and, and in a sense, once I understand the project, I can quote them then. And if they don't like it, I would politely just say, hey, listen, man, um, you got to be fair with me. I got to be fair with myself. 
um i i never bring this up but like there's times that it does get to that level when they're just like come on you can give mm-hmm. me you know, you give me a cut here and you're sitting there like hey man listen like this is what i do you've seen my work um you're obviously contacting me for a reason um just work with me and you're gonna get the best out of me um and and um but in, i i like to negotiate um if not negotiate um um at least be fair to myself and if they're not um gonna negotiate i I suppose i again i I just tend to move on um but for the most part it does work out was was there ever a time when you feel like you would do things like that where you were like where you're like oh well oh you expect me to do this for free i mean i guess i can and then in those times i mean did you still put that same amount of effort that you would normally because I look at it in two ways and I don't, if I'm answering this question for you, I don't mean to, but uh, I look at it in like two ways where you could say, yeah, I'll do it. And then not put that same effort in because, you know, it's not something that you're, you know, getting paid for or getting that remorse back. Or you could put in that same amount of effort that you would and prove to them, like, like in in a way, it seems like, you know, you're putting all this effort in for nothing. Are they going to see that? And then maybe next time be like, oh, no, that was great. I, you, I definitely need it. You know, were there ever times where you struggled with finding that ability to sort of negotiate into, <laughs> what, you, you know, your own worth? I oh, guess? yeah. Uh, so many times. Um, it's funny because I was able to find shortcuts throughout the whole process. So, um, right, if people weren't able to. Uh, or, or at least budget me, right? Have a budget for their thing. I would be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. Or if it's a friend, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do it, no problem. Uh, but then once you're working and you're putting the time, you're kind of doubting yourself, or at least saying, why did I do this for free? Like mm-hmm. this is not like my time's valuable. Like it's worth yeah. something. Yeah. So I'm sitting there trying to come up with a design, and then I'm halfway through, and I'm like, okay, I know shortcuts. Like I'm here for a reason. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put all this time for something that's free. Mm-hmm. So I'll sit there and like try to like take shortcuts, and at the end, the product is good. But, um, and it's bad to say this, but the customer sometimes doesn't know everything that goes into a project and there's like shortcuts around stuff and they're like, oh, it's perfect. I love it. And, um, but they don't know that. Right. But, um, but isn't that the name of the game? That's the name of the game. Yeah. Your, your shortcuts. Well, not even that, just making the customer happy at whatever cost. Oh yeah. You Um, know, because I mean, a lot of times, you know, we don't know what goes on in, in, in the back of the kitchen when people are making our food and stuff like that we just care that that it comes out a decent amount of time (laughs) and it's warm and tastes good you know so you know we don't know the whole process or anything Mm -hmm. but our food comes it tastes good it's warm we eat it and we love it you know we don't really think about you know the whole process we're just happy with what we got definitely so I mean, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they don't understand, like, even like um, the chatting, like the back and forth. That's like hours, and then mm-hmm. like um, sending an email, um, saving that file into like different files for different purposes, like a JPEG, PDF, EPS, and all those files. Right? Um, that takes time, and that's something that they don't understand. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where you just have to somehow negotiate or make them understand that there's stuff behind, you know, behind um, behind the kitchen that's that's going on, and they just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I totally kind of get that because I do a lot of um, 
I do. I've, I've been getting into a lot more like shooting film and stuff like that. But for a while, I've been kind of doing like animated stuff on like After Effects and Premiere Pro for uh, bands and making uh, videos for them and stuff. And a lot of times they'll kind of give me an idea of what they want. And sometimes, you know, I get like a spark and, you know, I just go to town on it and I know exactly what they want. And then, you know, I, I do a little extra here and there, whether, you know, they're, they're paying for it or not because, you know, kind of in the zone right, and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you get a project and you're like, you know, you just kind of get it done really fast. Yeah. And it's like, is this even good enough for them? And then you, you show it to them and they're just completely stoked. And you're like, Oh wow. That like took me no effort, but yet the client is just, they get, they got what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So I can definitely relate for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the deck the mural that you painted for the deck. And now what, I mean, what was that experience like? You're painting a mural on the beach. I mean, that that had to, you know, feel good at least in that sense. I mean, but what what is it like to work for a place and have your vision sort of be wanted, but also have to kind of go with another vision? I mean, do you, do you have, with a, with a project like that, I mean, do you have kind of free reign or did they sort of tell you about what you wanted or what they wanted and things like that or did they were they just like you're the artist go for it (laughs) no it was a little bit of both actually um which uh it was very um the hard part really was i'm trying to convince convince some of the people that were down talking the shipping containers to um think differently about you know these 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 containers just sitting there and looking um a certain way um the 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 communication between me and the deck was outstanding we we were always on the same page and they're like okay we have an idea can you make it come to life and so they they in a sense told me what they wanted and i i I delivered and they were happy with it and um the one of the best experiences i've had was it was just so close to the pier there and so many people were walking by um mornings afternoons um and like the the amount of positive comments and feedback uh, it was just priceless and that just you know again motivated me to to keep going um even though i was getting burnt by the sun (laughs) (laughs) it was so hot um but um it was it was very fun dealing with um a lot of people um interacting so it was in a sense it was a, a an, an environment piece to make him happy and, and i think it turned out great and um yeah now i would be doing all of their shipping containers nice so very cool so is that the um like i see a lot of artists they're they're doing a lot of like paintings and stuff around town and stuff like that is that like the only thing that you've done so far or are you involved with so I see like going down like Seaway and stuff, there's people painting like the bridges and stuff. Are you involved with that at all or is that just other people? Um I, I turned that down. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago they personally emailed me. Mm-hmm. Um and they were like, Hey, are you interested in doing this project? I was like, Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I'm from here, it'd be kind of cool to have my work up there. Yeah. They had a budget, mm-hmm. everything inclusive, and I'm like, that's kind of not fair for any artist. Yeah. Um, and 
it was it was really one of the lowest budgets sadly yeah. like i've seen for for a project that size yeah and i I'm mean that's that's big scale and i'm sitting there like like i mean it, it just wasn't fair so i yeah. mean i don't know if they changed it over mm -hmm. time and they were able to find um other artists that were willing to do it mm -hmm. um but at the time they weren't willing to like meet me in the middle right they weren't um, willing to pay you what you were worth essentially mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there like i'm sorry and she's like um i don't want to say her name she's like well good luck with your career and mm -hmm. again that fueled me more and oh, so absolutely um, absolutely now, sure. now i'm here um in her name doing big contrasts and stuff so mm -hmm. <laughs> to her <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah i mean i'm sure um, me and danny both have had those situations where mm -hmm. i mean even just like in school growing up or what have you people being like oh you want to do music for right uh, like like i can't just sit here and like hey can you guys come play over at this party here's 50 bucks like right. you're sitting like Honestly, cool. I haven't gigged in a year and a half. I feel like I would take that I 50 would do bucks it for and I would free. love to. Yeah, I would be like, don't even pay me. <laughs> not, not stage not yeah. like, at this point. But I, I understand your point. your point otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> this is just the circumstance. Yeah. But I totally understand yep. your point. But yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> don't take it, man. Know your worth. <laughs> no, but at, at least you guys understand. And at the time, I, it, was, it wasn't the right project for me. And like they, they wanted like the artists to put their insurance and um like all that my materials were inclusive and in the budget and at the end of the day you were going to profit like two grand um 2500 i think if i remember mm -hmm. and i'm saying they're like well if you measure the square foot right the thing was like nine feet by 210 mm -hmm. or something um if you do the math right like i mean that's you're probably giving um I, I, I mean, I don't, it's just, I can't even think Well, I of mean, it. you have to take in consideration all the man hours put mm -hmm. into that. Like, it's not, like, art, any kind of art, it's hard to measure out in a time frame because you can't be like, oh, yeah, I can do that in three days. Right. You just, you just can't because there's so many variables mm -hmm. and everything. Like, you could start doing something a certain way and you're you know you got everything planned out and you get to a certain point and you're just like i don't like that anymore and you want to just like kind of take a different approach when you have the opportunity to um and it just kind of you know changes your perspective and now what you want to do that you know is better is going to take way longer you know yeah so I mean, there's a lot of variables that I feel like can go into it, and you can't just put a time frame on. Yeah, like I, I, I had a, uh, it's funny, I had a barber in high school. Uh, I, I played football for Muskegon. I was mm -hmm. a kicker, and I was playing soccer. And um, I've always was very, like, um, particular about, like, my haircut. I'm trying mm -hmm. to look fresh, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had this one dude, um, his, uh, his name was um, Jesse, that he would cut me um every every week and um it was a saturday and i was in need of a haircut and i reached out and i told hey i i sent them a message um hey jesse can you cut my hair real quick in quotation marks i was like it's, it's just gonna take like 20 minutes and he's like dude you can't put a time on my work like mm -hmm. that 
and you know i was young yeah um, and it was and i was i was like a freshman or sophomore and i'm sitting there and that taught me so much and i kept that to this day where like you can't put a time or like a budget on people's work like you just can't you're somehow it's it's sort of rude um even if i hire you to do something and and then you do it overnight or it takes you a month whatever your time frame is like i'm still going to pay you what you're worth you know because i know the quality of work that you that you deliver yeah and i I love the example that you use because there's so many different aspects of that in life that we really don't consider like you know your barber's time or like your time as an artist just different things i mean that's I hadn't really thought about it in terms of, you know, someone who's a barber or, some, you know, a person who would cut hair. I mean, yeah, I mean, in a sense, I guess that's its own art form. And yeah, that's their work. And they, they, you know, if to put yourself in terms of like a piece, I guess, like your hair is probably the exclamation point on, you know, a look, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So like that, yeah, that's an interesting point. I never really thought about it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely it, it stuck with me, and to this day, it's one of the few things that I I, I just keep and, and and just try to translate that into into life in in, this, in a sense. Now, one thing as I bring it back to the deck just for a little bit. Now, you said something that sort of kind of piqued my interest in in terms of like the community aspect, where because as far as I remember, uh, the deck project that had a little bit of controversy with it. Yes, um, just because, like you said, the the shipping containers on the beach people get a little weird about what goes on in and out of the beach you know what i mean like i mean for you like you know you and you're talking about that but also the positive reinforcement that you get at, from passerbys is tell me some of the things that you would hear from people that you might have to convince as to why it's necessary or a good thing to be there and what on the contrast of that what some of the positive things that you were like like give me some examples of some of the things that you would hear or like some of the things you would have to say to people to, to sort of sh- so they could see the value in something like that some of the things i heard that we'll start with the, with the good ones so we'll end it with the bad ones <laughs> make it interesting um and some of the good things i've heard was you do a fantastic job thanks for for brightening up the community um i've heard thank you so much um much needed um are you doing all the other shipping containers early stages i didn't know i was going to get to them um but um it was it was just a bunch of good things that definitely um i, I knew i was connecting with these people's feelings and emotions and it just felt you know very nice um some of the bad things were um they were really critiquing and this is back to what we were talking about earlier critiquing like the art itself like why does it say Muskegon? And and it's funny because I did wrote that in one of the comments on uh, one of my posts, and I I uh, I, I answered, or at least I responded, um, why are you being so negative? And we were going back and forth, and um, there was other things like um, this is just trash, like. Who cares if you're local? Um, it's not gonna make any difference. And I'm saying, like, how can people think like this? Like, and and if they can think like this, why even share it out loud? Um, that's one of the things that really bothered me. Like, like social media and people expressing themselves to an extent level. Um, so yeah, overall, it was really positive feedback. But those. Um, negative ones. I I did have some smart answers to say and respond just because I was just gonna let my guards sound like that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. It is interesting that, you know, social media comes up all the time on the podcast. We talk about it, um, whether it be good or negative. And I think the idea is to find positives in this use of social media. And, and recently, like I made an ad for this podcast and I've talked about it before, so I'll keep it brief, but, uh, the, it was insane. The amount of negativity that came in from that post. And I, I just wanted to get the word out there about this guy that, you know, we had on the podcast, you know, just really? really innocent. Thing. Why did I see this? And, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, I threw whatever 10 bucks on a sponsored post, you know, just to get the, grow the reach and the amount of people that would post some sort of like insulting meme or just like say this is i can't believe i'm getting spammed with this sort of thing and, and, and the idea that like people take time out of their day to be upset by something and acknowledge that they're upset by it rather than just let it brush off i mean how often did, have we scrolled through things and not cared about it at all what what does it take for something so innocent as like a you know a picture of something or like someone just saying or putting something out there that has nothing to do with them but can drive them so crazy to yeah. the point where they need to acknowledge it and make someone else feel bad in that sense. I just, I always thought that, I've always thought that was so crazy. And I can't even, I mean, I kind of know from, you know, the podcast and the music, you know, putting your art out there is vulnerable in any sense. But I mean, what, and, and you, you already kind of acknowledged it by saying you responded to these people. But I mean, what does that do for your, you know, your sense of your own ability when you're seeing all these things? I mean, is that easy for you to just sort of brush off or can you, <laughs> do you take that to heart? So um, I, I, I tend to take life um, as a, I don't want to say as a joke, but I don't take it seriously. No. Um, I definitely like to have fun and kind of joke around when I have the chance. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm able to just brush that off. But I was like, it's a good opportunity to just have fun for a second. Right. Jeez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there like, yeah, I'm just gonna respond. And um, people would just kind of tell me, don't do it. You know, don't do it. It's 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 doing fine. Um, I'm like, and I'm sitting there at night and I'm looking at these posts and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna say a couple things. Right. <laughs> um, but um, it, it, it doesn't make me feel like a certain way it's uh it's definitely funny to me yeah um i i tend to say that i'm mentally strong and i just get by it like mm -hmm. within minutes sure. so um it doesn't really um bother me that much so yeah i just tend to to to, to quote you brush it off yeah. yeah it's just yeah like i and i it's fun to hear you say that because i reacted the same way i was just <laughs> responding in gifts and memes just si silly stuff because it seems silly now to sorry to cut you off but when you said that you mean that like this podcast like this like oh, me yeah, like yeah, me yeah. here like, like this this particular podcast the oh, one we're, wow. yeah the one we're doing now uh, what were they saying like bad what? things about the podcast or like about me just Oh no, not not yours. Uh, this oh, episode, just, no, just this like podcast. an episode that I put out, well, that we put out in the past. Uh, that was just ridiculed by people. They said it was spam. They didn't. They didn't know why they were seeing it. They were upset. They blocked me. They were <laughs> like, like and that, that's and ridiculous. That's, a, that's another thing. To go on someone's post to say that you're blocking them just to say that is seems ridiculous, right? Oh, you brought back. I'm I'm sorry to cut you. Oh, you yeah, brought back a good point to, to that you say that to answer your question because um, it, it's kind of sad to drop on someone's level like that because if they have a negative or something bad to say or like like you said to say it on the comments that I blocked you. Yeah. Like, is it worth dropping to their mental level? Like is it worth right. my time right um 
so you sit there and like you you just laugh it out to me it's funny it's, oh it's yeah. Too funny. <laughs> yeah definitely like, but i mean that's i mean not to butt in but um you know like you you watch the news and like it's like nobody cares about like the good stuff that happens we only hear the news about all the bad stuff like you know, this person got shot, this person got killed, this bad accident happened. Like, nobody wants to hear about, you know, all the good stuff, even though they sprinkle that stuff in, but they get the most almost raw and almost like it's a reward yeah. in a sense. Like oh, yeah. the good thing the good news portion always comes at the end because yeah. we're after, like <laughs> Oh, hey, and now a bit of good news. Yeah, like they, they acknowledge kind of it on top. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's weird. News is very strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they they make their money, and they need to get viewers and stuff. So oh, yeah, I mean, if that's how it works, that's how it works. So. I think that kind of you know, I I I feel like that kind of plays a part in it because we're always you know around bad news a lot. So I feel like a lot of people. You know they want to speak their opinion about stuff like that and you know they're just so negative about it because we're always surrounded by negative news and politics and this and that everybody's negative about it right um and, and um it's funny I even though i i do still say negative i i read a book a while ago um it's called awareness and um it's funny the word negative, right? It, it taught me that a lot of people don't really understand what's actually going on. So they um, either they fear or they just get lost within mm -hmm. what's going on. And so they start commenting or, 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 or giving you stuff or something that they don't understand. So um, that's why I take it um, not too seriously, yeah. right? It's just like, dude, you just don't understand. And thus, you're saying just anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, people out there are just hilarious to me. Yeah, um, I mean, you're not going to make everybody happy either. You exactly. have to go, go into it thinking that, too. Like, no matter what you do, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be more than one. But, yeah. you know, there could be one person that is not going to be happy for whatever reason about what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unless you're paying my bills, like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna make you, <laughs> I'm not gonna make you happy. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> we move on. Yeah. <laughs> now with with this mural, you know, and you you know, you get to do more of the shipping containers that are at the deck. I mean, what what is that a year from now? What do you do? You think you'll wow? Good question. Feel that sensation. Good still question. With it, like like what's it? I mean, that's gonna be there. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be your work displayed hundreds of thousands of people are going to see it over the course of you know a summer and or the year that come through the beach i mean what is that like to have put your own mark in, a, in not only at the beach but just within your town like what is that mean I'm, to you? I'm pulling up a picture right now and uh it really stuck with me Oh, there you go. Um, nice. To have, right? I yeah. don't know. It's just a voice and you guys can't really see it. But it was a couple getting married. And I mean, they got married and took a picture in front of the mural. And uh, to see those memories, um, to see my mural and those memories and, and see how it's really, um, it, it's part of people's lives now in a sense. Yeah. And how it's going to be um, part of so many 
people's lives uh, years to come um, is very, it, it really humbles me in a sense to say that like, wow, like this is, I, I didn't do it for me. Like I'm actually mm -hmm. doing it for, for the city, right? For, for yeah. people to actually vibe with. And, and that makes me really happy to at least understand that it would be there for years to come and that anyone, not just me, right? Um, is, is welcome to just be next to it and, and take it as, as you want it, whether it's good or bad. But I mean, um, yeah, it, it, it's just a blessing to, to, to see it up there for years. That's, that's a hard question to answer just because I've never thought about it. That's why I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's a good question. Um, yeah, years from now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, wow. And I'm known for, you know, seeing the bigger picture, but you caught me off guard on that <laughs> no but i think that i mean that's beautiful to really think about it like that i mean just that one photo that you showed yeah. us oh, yeah. i mean that's that's incredible that's just a, yeah that's yeah. a memory those like, people are yeah. gonna have that picture may go in a frame and put on the the shelf and it'll be there and they'll look on it for years oh yeah that that's gonna be a, a part of their oh, life yeah. for forever you know mm -hmm. like that photo is there for as long as that photo exists and you're a part of it even if it's not like directly meant that way, you know, it's, right. your art is in that photo. So a piece of you is you know, living on like, that's just, yeah, it's special, man. Yeah. So what, I mean, what's, what is your goal in the future? I mean, you obviously you want to keep doing this, but what, where do you see yourself, you know, continuing on, especially now that we're kind of sort of getting back into whatever this new normal, this post it post ish COVID, uh, that we're kind of going into. I mean, what are your goals to continue growing as an artist? So, man, that question goes back a couple months ago. <laughs> um, I was doing um, smaller projects and murals around the city, and um, I was working over in Coopersville, Continental Dairy, and I was working there um, in the shipping department. And um, I would ask for days off or show up late. And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm just super busy outside of work. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, can I use my vacation? And they're like, yeah, sure. Eventually I ran out and um, I, I started being late. And, and they sat there and like, hey, you got you to gotta pick one. What do you want to do? You want to do your art stuff or you want to keep working here? Like, come on. Like, um, so I'm starting to sit there and think. And I'm like, oh, I don't what i want in life like this is it like should i take the jump like is this my calling so i'm saying they're like well we'll see what happens eventually i was late a couple more times and i got let go um and here i am doing murals for a living and um it's fantastic and and um what was your question again you know i was so caught up in what you were saying that i honestly <laughs> forgot yeah. what i asked I, I, hold on let's circle we can circle back to it Oh, you're what you hope to achieve, you know, in the years to come as an artist. Like, how do you hope to grow within this new normal and everything that we're kind of going through right now? And so, and so, to follow that, it uh, allowed me to do murals now. And so, um, years to come, I definitely wanna, um, if not make everyone um, that surrounds me happy, at least um, do stuff for 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 people to to see down the line. What's your, like, if you could put a mural anywhere in Muskegon, we'll start with, let's start with Muskegon. I'm going to ask you this question a few times, but <laughs> uh, in Muskegon, I mean, ideally, where, where do you want to see your work sit? A mural in Muskegon? 
I think it would make me really proud to have one. Um, there's a. Did you guys go to Muskegon by any chance? I've, I've grown up around here. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, we more we're so in the area. Last decade, I went to yeah. like you. You saying like where we grew up and everything. Like the um, high school. Oh, um, I don't really know much about the high school. Like I, I mean, you drove all the way out here in the middle of nowhere, right? Whitehall. So <laughs> this is where I kind of grew up, and then Danny, you know, same thing. I, I basically Ravana. grew up in the Whitehall. That's about. 20 minutes east of Muskegon. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. In Ravana. So, yeah. I mean, we kind of have an idea of like the area and stuff, but I personally haven't really been down there, like by the high school and stuff. So, um, I, I know the answer you wanted to probably hear was somewhere downtown or like a huge, <laughs> or a huge building, right? Right. Um, but honestly, there's a, there's a third floor over in Muskegon High School. There's a huge mural there. It's a, it's very old now. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a vintage. It's got like old scholars and like weird, um, stuff going on with like declaration of independence and like just mm -hmm. abraham lincoln maybe who knows mm -hmm. um and and hopefully my ideal mural is like to cover that up and do something more more modern um right i i, I understand what kids are doing nowadays and like what their um like social media and, and and how it um relates to to people's thoughts and hopefully um, paint something at the Muskegon High School. <laughs> um, it's just like a small dream I have, sure. I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, I that, feel like that would be something that would, you know, probably wouldn't be hard to accomplish because you went to Muskegon High School. I feel like that would be something that not necessarily they would benefit from, but something that they would probably be more interested in is getting someone from muskegon high school like an alumni to paint something there you know i feel like that's something that if you do pursue you know they might be into it and i hope you're you're able to do that yeah appreciate that yeah hopefully <laughs> have Just you tried to reach out and, um, and put a little you know birdie in their ear about it at all or? no they, there's been rumors about the football coach wanting me to paint like their tunnel mm -hmm. um and stuff and like they're um what are the something about the sports director or something reaching out for me to get like a small interview going and hopefully they can publish me on like their mirror magazine for the year or something um i mean the window gap is there but who knows mm -hmm. um so yeah i would i would say either muskegon high school or um or, or somehow um somewhere within like the poppin um kids like the poppin like where yeah, yeah. I started, sort of. Yeah. Um, if I can work a project within the kids or something, that would be that would be something would even fun. What would that mean to you to be able to sort of go back there and be able to give that to the people that are going there now and be able to do that? Oh man, I I, I think I would cry tears honestly, mm -hmm. uh, just to not to say that I oh I made it, but no, just to give back to like a younger me. You know, sure. it's like just because I've never had a, a mentor like that. Um, it would, it would mean so much. And, um, that I think one of those, it's one of those projects that I would walk up to me like, Hey, I'll do it for free or I'll take whatever you guys give me. Um, cause it's, it's, it's deeper than money in yeah, that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, it's a real full circle. Moment. Oh yeah. 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 And it's just like, Hey man, I did this for, for the next generation. Right on.
Now let's let's raise the scale a little bit and we'll go outside of Muskegon. Where Ooh. where would you like? <laughs> I mean, I was gonna just say Michigan, but I feel like we're gonna work our way out there anyway. Let's yeah. let's let's let the whole world be your canvas, I suppose. What where would you want to put the a mural? Like where would be an ideal place around anywhere if, if if you had the whole world to pick from? An ideal mural would be yeah, that's it. I expected you, you to take at least four world. times longer to answer on this one because it's the whole world in regards to instead of just Muskegon. So <laughs> feel free to take your time. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> oh, man, there's only one thing that's in my mind, and that's because my heart's telling me to say it, but my mind's telling me something else. So I'm going to give you two places. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, my heart is telling me that it would have to be in Morelia, Michoacan, down in Mexico. Okay. That's my dad's city where okay. he was born. Mm -hmm. And it would be like a tribute, like a, something in, in memory of him. Sure. Um, to say that uh, everything that I do is, is, is not for him, but because of him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Lion King's my favorite movie. I have it tattooed on my yeah. cap here. And I know he lives um, with me right still. So, um, that would be my number one choice to go back to his hometown and do pay um, pay homage to him or, or something. My mind awesome. wants me to go all the way to Barcelona. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I'm a huge soccer fan. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love Barcelona. Mm -hmm. uh, Messi's my favorite player. If I can somehow paint um, something out there um, and catch a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the two spots. Right on. No, I love that. I well, you mentioning you know you know paying tribute to your dad. I kind of gave me the idea to ask you this question. I mean, what do you think he would say if he could see you today and, and see what you've accomplished and see where you're headed? I mean, what what do you think that he would say? Oh, jeez. I didn't get to know him that well, mm -hmm. but I think he would definitely be proud. Um, just knowing that. Um, you know, they, they came here for a reason and um, um, showing them that reason. So I, I, I don't think why he would say anything bad. I think he would, he was very, very strict. So very little words would come out of his mouth. So maybe, <laughs> maybe good for you or something like that. Sure. Like keep doing it. Um, you're doing good. Cheers. Here's a Corona yeah. or something, you know, <laughs> oh, here's a Mandela. I don't, I don't know. Um, would be nice to have them, but um, things happen for a reason, and, and here we are, man. And now I don't mean to go too personal, so don't don't. Feel oh no, you can answer the question. But do you do you feel like I mean, you say you didn't get to know him that well. But do you feel like he comes through in your work at all when you paint? Like, do you can you feel like a presence there, or like maybe you're speaking through him through the brush or something, so to speak? I guess. Yeah, all the time, and not not just like a presence. Uh, but um, presence, um, half of my music is uh, revolves around like thoughts and like in relation to like my dad. So my playlist, right? Even though if he's not here in a sense, like he's always in my head, um, whether I'm designing or painting. So um, I, I always feel him around and that and it, and it just gets a good sense to to keep me pushing <laughs> it gets kind of like lonely when you're painting you know for long hours and even though you have people stopping by it's just like oh it's just a huge project i gotta tackle myself but he's always there and it's a friendly reminder to to keep moving forward 
Right on. Oh, yeah. Now, I think let's do a little bit of a lightning round, we'll, and then we'll have you promote some stuff and do the closer, and then we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you out of here. Definitely. Cool. What, okay. Let's start off with this. What's your favorite piece of art that you've created? Like, what's your favorite work? Like, when you, if you're going to have a portfolio, what's page one? <laughs> um, page one would be there's a draw it's actually a sketch mm -hmm. um, believe it or not it's a sketch of a boy riding a bicycle um, the wheels aren't like a perfect circle or anything they're just like wobbly and like all like crazy looking um, and he's just traveling down the road and um, it's like a it's like not the perfect ride but he's ginged somewhere and he's got a huge head with like um, um, like um, trees and stuff over his head, and it's just and it's just this boy just riding along this bumpy ride, and he's gotten he's doesn't know where he's going, but he's going somewhere. Um, it's a very surreal uh, picture. <laughs> That's really cool. I like that it has like a a, a story behind it. You know, mm -hmm. it has a meaning. You know, behind it, it's not just a sketch of this or that right you know like there's a meaning behind mm -hmm. every little detail and anyway, oh, yeah. that's cool i like that yeah i appreciate it um who are some of your favorite artists oh there's a lot uh <laughs> michelangelo i mean he's up there just his contrast in his work and the emotion and how dramatic his work was um picasso is my all-time favorite um his blue period especially um da vinci um and um james jean i don't know if you guys are familiar with james jean he's mm -hmm. more of a contemporary artist his work is so so detailed um yeah those those are those are those are up there <laughs> cool on your on the spectrum of color that you use what are your most commonly used colors and why and what are your least commonly used colors and why oh man i think i think red and yellow are my most commonly used um i feel that i have a a sense of joy when i use them um it's it and then and, and you know color theory that makes you um like hungry um mm. so it's a psychological thing i'm playing with myself like um uh, like just stay hungry keep doing it <laughs> um and then the least colors i use are, are black um if i know something learning and, and then like learning growing up was there's no black in any paintings or famous paintings right it's, it's a dark tone of like a bunch of colors mixed up so i tend to stay away from black just because um I just feel like it's not needed. <laughs> I never really thought of that. Like his point that said there's not really any black in any like notable paintings. Like I never really thought about that really. Like I'm know? sure they like mixed it maybe a little, but for the most part it's right. like a a red with a green with yeah, a tint I mean, of black or something. It's almost probably like one of those things where it's like, oh, here's a pupil and an eye. Like, it's just like a little bit. And even then, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not much of like a painting artist or anything like that, but it's probably just a mix of multiple colors mm -hmm. to make a, a super dark red or, yeah. or a super dark blue or something, you know? Oh, yeah. It's not just black. 
no yeah I, 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 if you're using just black you're like not know what you're doing no no <laughs> it's it would bother me like why are you just using black like yeah you can use it but yeah it's, it's like, like it's totally opposite because a lot of like the art that i like i guess obviously is like kind of like tattoos <laughs> yeah that's um, a sweet one man. thank you um and one thing that i learned getting into tattoos and stuff there's you know they almost outline everything mm -hmm. with black right so it's like that's kind of weird mm -hmm. you know like yeah there's like this one there's not like black outlines or anything but like with this when you're doing certain stuff it, like everything's outlined in black so it's like completely opposite it's like totally different styles so. yeah totally so that's really cool that you pointed that out i like that <laughs> right now my last question for the lightning round this isn't really a lightning round question this is really more like an actual question i guess but <laughs> um what what do you hope that happens to what people view art as or what like pitch the idea that art has value to people who may not think that art has value. Like, what would you say to a person that might come up to you and say, why do you do this? Like, what, what, what do you see in this? Like what makes you want to paint that might not understand that it's worthwhile and there's meaning to it. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, yeah. What, what would you say to a person? I think uh, one of the hardest things to do growing up was doing something that I love. Um, a lot of people are stuck. Um, and and maybe not say stuck, but they're they're afraid to take that jump. Um, and, and and we all have passions. We all have things we love. And I think um, everyone's got their moment, right? If it's not today, it's tomorrow. But um, if someone were to walk up to me and tell me, "Rass, why are you doing this? Why? What are you trying to say?" Right to your question, um, it's really just to prove that anything is possible and it don't matter doesn't matter who you are if you do keep practicing keep consistency and you keep doing it um the light's going to shine and it's always there um it's just a matter of time so um and then it brings out um joy the most it, it, it it's a it's a deeper connection from like you know just oh i want to do it because um gonna pay um my electric bill right um no it, it, it it's it's deeper than than that and for people to understand that it's a it's something from the heart and it's it's effortless um just chase it um if you have that feeling chase it right on hell yeah um where can people see your art both locally and then also like internet like social media wise where can people find information or learn about what you have going on and also like if you wanted to showcase where your work was about town like where can people see it yeah so my work is around town um the deck uh rapier project and there's some work for the inside bar and their beer garden um there's a huge mural i did on third street um there's uh um obviously the deck and uh, there's uh, a mural I did for the um, early development over at the kids' library at the Muskegon Heights branch over on Sherman. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, yeah, there's only a few. I started two years ago, so <laughs> I'm getting there. Right. <laughs> and uh, on social media, you can obviously just um, find me um, under Juvenal Rodriguez, um, J-U-B-E-N-A-L. Um, and then I have my Instagram, which I post out like my latest projects and stuff. Progress shots at uh, Hovet underscore Rodriguez. 
Um, so yeah, there it is. Nice. So this is the closing question. So, um, and it's not really a question more so as, you know, advice. Now I want, what I want for you to do is take the last few minutes here to sort of give yourself some advice so that you can always come back to this episode in case you need to hear something like what, what do you think in the future is something that you'll need to hear and go ahead and use this time to, to tell yourself that advice. <laughs> um, Jeez, really um, stick to the plan and not have any set answers, right? I think it was natural, it felt right, and um, don't do anything different, really. Just um, not saying live by the moment, but um, just just keep the plan, um, just follow it, and uh, everything will come will come together. Hell yeah, yeah, I love that. Cool. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, thank you again for yeah. doing this. No, this appreciate great. you both. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. You yeah. coming and and opening up and kind of giving us a different perspective on things. I mean, one thing that we've been talking about is um, like if if you were to go and listen to a lot of our episodes on here, a lot of it is is music based and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And we've been wanting to kind of branch, not necessarily away from that, but we wanted more perspective from other people in the area and stuff like that so we really appreciate you being uh, one of the first people to kind of help us kind of go in that direction we appreciate it no appreciate it um thanks thank you so much so fun <laughs> hell yeah <laughs>